0: Hello and welcome to The Path. I'm Matt Routh, editor of brotherlygame.com, And today on the episode, I'm going to play an interview I did with Ramo DeVries, who was a Colorado Rapids original. He played four games for the Rapids in 1996, the first season of Major League Soccer. He's the father of Philadelphia Union homegrown Jack DeVries. Together, they're the eighth combo, father-son combo to play in the league since the league started in 1996. Ramo was one of the people we put on the roster for our Philadelphia Ringers, our, our mythical 1996 Philadelphia MLS team. And so, uh, you know, wanted to, wanted to catch up with him and talk to him a little bit about his journey uh, from the Netherlands where he grew up to, to the United States, to Wake Forest, to the uh, Raleigh Flyers, and then eventually to the Colorado Rapids where he was able to start the final four games of the first season back in 1996 we'll pick up with the interview with Raymond DeVries. You're listening to the Path Soccer Podcast on BrotherlyGame.com. This has been the 25th season of Major League Soccer. It's been a strange one for everybody, Uh, but I'm, you know, looking back on, you know, 1996, I guess, to start off, could you talk a little bit about, like, how you ended up in the U.S., about playing at Wake Forest, and then how that transitioned into you know into starting uh, you know with the Colorado Rapids in in year one of, of a new league. Yeah, quick quick I guess
1: uh, cap of, of my background. Uh, grew up in the Netherlands. Um, I played for my amateur club until I, I think it was fifteen or so. Uh, End up playing for the uh, regional team in my uh, my district. Uh, which uh, incidentally had, had some really good players, including the the De Boer brothers. Uh, you know, played against some other really good uh, good players. But at that time in the Netherlands, they uh, they just started, uh, you know, kind of what you would uh, compare to uh, the D.A. like having a national youth league. Um, and so I end up uh, playing for AZ Alkmaar uh, for for two years in their academy. Um, and you know it was uh, it was a fantastic experience uh, at the same time i you know took my my academics pretty pretty seriously as well and you know to be honest that was quite a challenge in the Netherlands. in, in a way you, you played you know club soccer uh and and, and pursue if you wanted to pursue a career in athletics it was completely separated and I uh, traveled quite a bit I ended up going to university after my high school uh, and pretty much had to choose between you know academics and uh, and, and and soccer which you know when, when you're 17, 18 years old uh, that that's just a really tough uh, tough deal so I tried focusing on one one year the other one the next year so for me it was a uh, you know, a fantastic opportunity. Once I found out about uh, being able to come over to the U.S., and, you know, pursue academics, you know, go go to a university, uh, but at the same time, you know, being able to uh, to to play soccer at uh, at a you know at a high level as well. And then on top of that,
0: you know, this is all pre pre internet, so yeah. you do know, think about the adventure that it
1: entails. You know, really having a few phone calls with my uh, my coach Walt uh, who who came over to watch me play once, but, but other than that, I, I received some brochures, some magazine articles, but but it was a, was was basically a shot in the dark. So extremely exciting. I told my parents, you know, I don't know what's, what, what this is all about, but let me try it out for a year and I'll probably come back and then, you know, go back to my university in Amsterdam. But, uh, you know, long story short, I, I, I really fell in love with the whole dynamic of being able to, uh, you know, play soccer. Uh, it, it helps, you know, playing at Wake Forest in North Carolina where, you know, instead of playing in the mud and, you uh, and, and and you know very very unfortunate uh, uh, circumstances in the Netherlands, pretty much after the the month of September. You know, it's 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 dark and dreary. Uh, you know, playing in the sun, you know, beautiful fields, Bermuda grass. So it was uh, was a fantastic experience. On top of that, you know, my my team at the time, uh, we we had a, a nice nice combination between top American players. Uh, one of my teammates, Neil Gavon, actually ended up uh, going to the World Cup in 1990. Uh, had a couple other you know American youth uh, national team players, and then that. In combination with uh, with some really good, uh, experienced European players, so it was for me. It was it was to be honest, it was a, a surprise. I didn't know what to expect. The level uh, in the U.S. You know, we had all heard about a lot of the big-time players in the U.S. In the, in the mid and late '70s, but uh, after that, it was pretty uh, you know pretty much an unknown territory for me. So I was pleasantly surprised. With the level uh, of soccer, the excitement, uh, and and so for me, it was an easy decision to, uh, you know, uh, stay, finish my, uh, my my education, stay for my uh, you know remainder of my career at uh, at the university. So that's uh, that's kind of how
0: that one uh, you know, came all apart, came all together. You know, you mentioned Walt uh, Chiswick. That's a that's a that's a big name in soccer history here in uh, in, in the United States and Philadelphia. Uh, what was it like to to, to play with him and uh, you know to sort of be uh, be around someone who has had such an influence on the game in in this country? Yeah,
1: no, I, I you know obviously uh, you know it, it would take a long time to, to, to describe you know my uh, my emotions and my gratitude for uh, for Walt. Uh, but uh, you know, he was uh, you know such a uh, such a passionate person about soccer. I think that, that was you know, if you think of memories, you know, I I, I end up uh, you know popping in in his office every day and just just hearing his stories. Uh, you know, especially for me, you know, coming over, you know, sort of you know on my own and and, and my English wasn't that great and and you know that was uh, that was a fantastic sort of uh, you know father figure to uh, to lean on but uh, yeah great great stories you know how he was able to uh, you know, to kind of pick pick apart the nuances of the game, you know, in, 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 in just a few minutes, and uh, I think that was a big you know big factor as well for you know for me just just you know deciding hey this is a fantastic opportunity to uh, to really pursue my dream of uh, of, of of soccer uh, and, uh, and 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 really you know trying to. Uh, you know, trying to combine that by, by pursuing a degree, but uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was one of the things that you know I still uh, have have such fond memories, uh, you know, of, of of coming over to uh, to Wake and uh, and play for Walt.
0: So so you you get your degree uh, around this time. There's this, you know, the, obviously the World Cup happens in the United States in 1994, and then you know there's all this talk about you know part of the the World Cup bid was to get. To, to restart a top flight soccer league because obviously there were lower level leagues at the time but there wasn't a, a top flight league and and so you know initially it was supposed to start in 95 that that got pushed back 96 is the first year well, you know what are you hearing you know as you're at wake forest you know getting your degree playing at a high level what are you hearing about the league at that point and at what point did it become something that was even uh you saw as an option uh, to continue playing yeah that's uh, that's
1: that's a Fantastic question, Matt. I, I think you know when I, I, I graduated semester early and, and and wanted to play soccer, you know, right after my my career uh, at, at Wake Forest, and it was just really really challenging. There, there, there obviously there were indoor leagues, there were outdoor leagues. It was very uh, uncoordinated. Uh, you know the whole you know dynamic of. Of being able to play professional and and, and concentrate on that what was what was just not there um, so I, I ended up playing for uh, yeah, I, I think I tried out for a team in Florida uh, I, I you know we had a team in North Carolina that, that was starting a new league um, the year after I actually I end up you know basically after uh, after about you know three or four months not 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 working out. Uh, I, I had a job and, and worked for a year, and then I just decided, you know what? I this, this is my passion. I have played soccer my entire life. I'm just you know, going to give it a go. So I end up, you know, playing for the Raleigh Flyers, which the uh, first year in '94 was the, the US ISL uh, that that got converted into the A League, and at that time that was the highest level really in, in the U.S. And and we had some uh, some fantastic players that end up. Uh, you know, going into the MLS and, and making great careers, but it was really just you know after the uh, the World Cup, uh, obviously there was such a uh, a wave of uh, of excitement and enthusiasm for for the game. Uh, so you know, to be perfectly honest, for, for me, unfortunately, you know, it, it probably uh, came you know two or three years uh, too too late. Yeah. You
0: know, had, had it
1: started, you know. Right away, or even before the World Cup, you know that would have been a fantastic transition. But uh, but it was something that everybody had, had waited for a long time. You know, I, I you know, most of my teammates, you know, at uh, at, at at wake or, or after that, you know, they all got into soccer because they watched soccer in the in the seventies. You know, when when you know the big big heyday of NSL. So. That that was really uh, you know a pent up uh, excitement to, to start you know MLS, uh, and so even though you know the league was obviously much much smaller, uh, it uh, you know it it, it definitely was it was something a lot of people were, were had been waiting for for a
0: long time. Colorado and uh, you know end up making uh, getting a spot on the, the 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 original Rapids team. Yeah,
1: so uh, I. I Played for the Raleigh Flyers in, uh, I guess it was in 94, 95, and uh, they were, when, when the MLS came together, you know, they, they basically picked up a number of, uh, of, of teams that, that were going to be affiliated out of the A-League, so um, it wasn't really geographically uh, coordinated, so even though I, I played in Raleigh, North Carolina, we were aligned with, with, with the Colorado Rapids, at some point, I didn't start the season there, but they—they uh, they, you know ran into some
0: injuries, and it was quite frequent that they picked up uh, some players, you know,
1: like like you would see uh, in uh, you know in, in baseball, and and, 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 and obviously now getting picked up from uh, you know from from the I guess the. Uh, you know the, the farm teams in in soccer you know we, we were sort of picked to to come out and play and usually it was just for one or two games and then you went back to your own team uh, I you know had the same uh, sort of thoughts you know coming out there it was exciting you know going out to Colorado I thought it was just a nice you know week trip uh, you know meet everyone and and you know, kind of enjoy, you know, seeing what Denver's all about, and, uh, and lo and behold, you know, the second training, the, the coach took me aside and say, you know, we have a game tomorrow night against D.C. United, which was the, you know, the top team in the league at the time, and, and ended up winning the championship, and, uh, and you're going to be starting. So, my, my, <laughs>
0: my, my world was, uh, was shocked, you know, quite a bit, um, but, you
1: know, certainly uh, it, it was, uh, was exciting. Uh, to, uh, to you know, to kind of move up and uh, you know, basically make that transition from you know playing the A league and and you know just to give you a perspective, you know what's what was in place before major league soccer. You know, we we uh, you know played in the in the spring and summer and, and early fall, and you know the most of the uh, the games were played at high school fields. Now, if you think about it, you know high school. Fields during the summer means no maintenance, so, you know, 90 degrees, fields, you know, bumpy and dry as can be, so so just by itself, you know, moving from that level to, to Major League Soccer where you know, you, you played in nice, nice, nice stadiums, nice pitches, uh, and and tremendously more organized than uh, than these long bus trips that you that you took at uh, at the A League level. So, yeah, it was uh, as soon as I,
0: I was there, I was like, well, I'll do my darnest to, to make sure I don't have to go back. Yeah.
1: So, so you know, it was fun, 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 you
0: know, fun stuff. Yeah, you know, at that time the Rapids are playing at a, a stadium that's a little bit. Uh, Maybe a lot too big for them <laughs> in terms of capacity. Mile High, same. What was it like to be there in, in, in that that environment? Uh, a couple, couple of funny stories about that. But first,
1: first and foremost, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I remember that I thought of myself in, in pretty good shape. Uh, obviously, you know, I was lucky enough to uh, to have a, I, I guess what they consider a full professional contract with uh, with with Raleigh. Um, so, moving up to Colorado, you know, I went for a run the first day I got there just to, uh, to kind of get acclimated, and I remember literally within five or ten minutes just completely out of breath, you know, not being able to cope with the altitude, so that that by itself was, uh, was a humbling uh, experience. But, yeah, then, then obviously we, we played at Mile High Stadium, uh, I, I think, you know, huge capacity I think at that time because the team wasn't doing so well, I think we averaged. You know, somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand fans per uh, you know per game, and uh, and and obviously in in a huge stadium, it uh, it looked really, really empty. Uh, And 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 honestly, that was sort of the case uh, across the board, right? If I if I look back at all of the you know the stadiums that uh, that the teams played in the first year, you know, I remember a game against LA Galaxy where. You know, they had Jorge Campos and, and a couple of, you know, really, really, really great players. And so they, they drew really well, relatively speaking. I, I think our game there, we had probably about 30,000 30 or 35,000 fans. Uh, then again, it was in the Rose Bowl, and it still looked, you know, very very eerie and, uh, you know, silent. They, they had, you know, tried to cover up the second ring with, like, some huge banners. But uh, that, was, that was the tough, tough part. So no matter, you know, how successful you were... It um, it 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 wasn't uh, wasn't as exciting, you know, playing in these, these huge stadiums that that weren't really designed for soccer. Now, in, in you know, in, as I said, you know, going making the transition from uh, you know from sort of the lower leagues where you're playing in high school fields or so some other recreational fields that, uh, that that weren't really taken care of. You know, that's the the, the great thing, you know. Go into these these nicer nicer stadiums. At least the pitches were uh, were perfect, uh, and and you know that that was a, that was a fantastic experience all the way till uh, I, I guess you know whatever it was, maybe mid August when the Denver Broncos started playing, and, and we end up having to do a game. Two or three days after the Broncos had a home game, where the field was just, you know, basically a complete cow pasture. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so quickly the uh, you know the, the great pitch at, at mile high was you know converted from uh, from a perfect you know putting green into. Uh, <laughs> To to a tough uh, tough pass the rest of the way. So sharing sharing you know the pitch with an American football team, you know not uh, not, not the best
0: combination. Yeah, you finish? Did you finish out the season then with the Rapids? How did that? And when did the injury start to kind of come up for you? Yeah. So I, I actually uh, I, I did get an injury
1: during the year. I, I had a, a hernia uh, in my stomach, which I end up just playing through. Uh, you know, to to that season. I also had a foot injury that I needed to get surgery on. And and to be honest, I think that's, you know, one of the realities of of the initial phase, you know, two two things. I think, you know, the the economics in soccer – uh, weren't really there, mm-hmm. as I kind of said, you know, a few minutes ago. It was really built on the
0: passion and, and just the love for the game of uh,
1: of us, you know, coming out of uh, you know the college game or hadn't played in, in, in a variety of uh, of, of pre MLS leagues. But you know, to give you a sense, I think the uh, the salary for most rookies was was twenty four thousand dollars a year. And that, that, that meant, you know, if you live in a big city, you had to pay your apartments and mm-hmm. you cost a living, you know, out of that. I think the salary cap per team at that time was 1.2 million. Uh, so, so I think that, that, you know, is, is a good indication of, uh, of, you know, how, 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 you know how little there was to uh, to spread around. So the combination of of that and, and the reality setting in at some points, you know that that wasn't really something that I could sustain. You know for for a long time, especially as I uh, was looking to uh, you know to to kind of get my uh, you know my, my other career uh, started. Uh, but but also is that the the injuries were. Uh, were such where, you know, you didn't have a guaranteed contract, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if, if you, you know, had had a surgery, like in my case, it was like, okay, you're on
0: your own, you know, kind of work through that and then you come back and, and see if we resign you based right, on how yeah. you come back, so, the uncertainty of that and, uh, and as I said, just the, uh, the
1: reality of, uh, wanted to start a family and, uh, and, and really, you know, pursue, you know, my, uh, my, my next phase in my life, you know, kind of, Make, make
0: my career unfortunately cut short so speaking of family you uh, you end up marrying another athlete <laughs> who played at a very high level uh, you know how did you how did you meet and um, you know uh, how did that how did that kind of come about and that you would uh, you know two uh, high-level division one uh, athletes would end up end up end up together yeah My wife, Carrie, she was the uh, the field hockey assistant coach at Wake Forest, so certainly that that runs,
1: you know, throughout our lives as as an important factor. I, I, you know, I think it was in '96. I. You know, was was obviously playing. Uh, you know, professionally. I, I I think in the early part of the season, I was helping the soccer team. So we end up just meeting on campus, uh, and I think we were
0: introduced by uh, by John Atworth. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting how soccer just just runs as a red thread through through throughout you know throughout our lives. Yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah. No, we uh, we we obviously hit it off. She, she ended up getting a head coaching job in Ohio. Um, I end up uh, going with her and, and go back to school to do my MBA, uh, and, and we start a family in uh, in Ohio, um, and, and stayed there for uh, you know almost eight years. Uh, then my job took me uh, overseas. Um, you know, I end up uh, being uh, placed in Belgium as a as, as a banker for for my uh, former bank and. Uh, you know, so that's that's where, you know, my, my son Jack and my daughter Charlotte, they they really they, they were just, you know, young young little toddlers, you know, before we moved over. So so they really grew up in, in Europe. So, you know, interesting enough, uh, because, you know, Carrie's field hockey background and my soccer background you know, living in Belgium was was a fantastic uh, opportunity to, uh, to really instill you know our passions uh, in in our, in our kids uh, kids minds. So obviously that that you know had uh, had a, had a lasting impact as well.
0: Yeah, I mean it is it is. I think it's really interesting when you look at your family that you have. You know now your son Jack is who's a homegrown for the Philadelphia Union and your daughter who's at Syracuse. And for, you know when you look at like you know raising. Uh, athletes in your family as two athletes. Uh, was it kind of an experience where, you know, you, you they, they, they kind of, you know, you kind of just let them choose their path and it happened to be the same path, uh, same, similar path that, that you and your wife both both went on? Yeah, I think, I guess, the, the politically correct way to say it is probably, like, well, we'll we, we we just let our kids, you know, decide what, whatever they wanted to do, uh, but i would be lying. <laughs> I,
1: think, uh, I think, you know, certainly, uh, you know, both, both our kids, you know, that was like the first thing, and obviously having parents being so involved, coaching, and, and still playing soccer and field hockey, I think you know it was sort of a natural uh, way for them to uh, you know to grow up with it you know certainly for 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 jack you know growing up in europe where where soccer is the, is the number one sport you know i kind of go, go back to what i just said about myself you know it instilled sort of this natural passion for for the sport that mm-hmm. it was uh, it was really a no-brainer and 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 so i think that that you know, probably had
0: a lot to do with, with, you know, their stepping in their, their parents' footsteps. Um, but you know, it, it's also,
1: it, had allowed us to, uh, you know, to to really you know forge a, uh, a a relationship with with our kids that that's just not just uh, you know being a parent, but but almost uh, as a as a as a mentor, as a as a coach, or, or whatever you want to call it. So I think you know I look at it as a as, as a you know a fantastic opportunity to uh, you know to sort of build build a relationship with your children. You know you know beyond, uh, beyond just as, as a parent, but, but really instill, you know, some of the passion. And, and obviously that's a, that's a fantastic, uh, feeling that, that, you know, some of the things that are really important to you and that has, has provided, you know, me
0: with, with fantastic opportunities, uh, to, to pass that on to the next generation. Hearing you describe the early days of MLS and, you know, other people I've talked to, it's, it's hard to even like call it the same league anymore, but you know, Jack's uh, down in Florida now. He, you know, Jim is saying he has, he's, he's he's been doing well and, and has a shot to make his MLS debut. Very weird circumstances, certainly, uh, with the MLS's back tournament and the bubble and, and everything that's happened with that. But what, what will it mean to you when that the opportunity comes to see your son step onto the field and to kind of see that kind of come full circle as, you know, you being, being involved in the league, uh, you know, all those years ago? and seeing your son uh, having that opportunity now? Yeah, man, I think that's, uh, you know, it's,
1: it's, it's such a great question. Uh, obviously, you know, the first first thing that comes to mind is just, you know, pride and, 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 and just, you know, I think from, from my perspective, just, just excited uh, to, to to see him pursue his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that the fact that I, you know, I obviously have, have – you know uh, the same same passion. I think that, that that you know makes us you know have so many things in in common. But uh, you know more than anything, you know having uh, having seen him, you know put so much work in, into his uh, his his sports. You know you know starting at a young age. You know growing up in Belgium and. Uh, and starting out for the local club, and then playing for a bigger club, and then making the transition, which wasn't that easy when we moved back to the U.S. and finding his uh, his way to uh, you know to 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 continue that same uh, same you know trajectory, and, and then you mm-hmm. know the, the the opportunity to come over to to Philadelphia and then you know play play for the academy. Um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 you know, whatever that happens, I think it's just going to be a reflection of, of so much, you know, work, passion, uh, and 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 yeah, as a, as a, as a dad, I
0: mean, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm sure it's it's it's, it's going to be a fantastic experience just
1: seeing him out there and you know, so to speak, passing the baton to uh, to the next generation. And I think you know, if I had this, small roles to play in that by, by, by passing on
0: that, uh, that, that passion, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a great feeling. Great. Well, Raymond, I really appreciate your time. It was great to talk to you and to, you know, to hear, you know, to some of your experiences. I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of stuff on the internet about, uh, about these, these early days of, of MLS <laughs> and even of the college game in, in the days that you played. I mean, I don't, I don't know that uh, uh, you know. I, if I Google your name, I don't know that a ton of stuff comes up that, that, that give me this information. So it's great to hear from you, and you know, I, you know, congratulations uh, to to you and your wife on you know just 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 seeing your you know your son graduating from high school, your daughter obviously graduating from high school last year, and you got another one on the you know coming through, uh, obviously a younger son as well. And you know, I wish you guys the best, and uh, I will. Certainly, be cheering when I when when the time does come and jackets on the field because it's been it's been really fun to kind of follow his 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 trajectory since you guys moved back to the moved to the area and uh, it's been it's been great to sort of see uh, see this journey unfold for him and for for your family. Great, well I appreciate that, Matt, and thanks for uh, for for reaching out. And uh, yeah, I, I absolutely you
1: know look forward to uh, hopefully getting the season uh, and uh... Obviously, going to be, be cheering virtually, you know, watching on TV. Unfortunately, can, can't be there in person. So, you know, we're, we're, we're just looking forward to uh, to the day so we can get back to normalcy and be out there the stands, But uh, yeah, look, looking forward to uh, to hopefully get a get a great uh, great start for the you know, for the union on this uh, second part.
0: You've been listening to the Path Soccer Podcast. I'm Matt Ralph, editor of brotherlygame.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out all of our coverage of the Philadelphia Union and soccer in the greater Philadelphia area at brotherlygame.com. Until next time, stay safe.